Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. So the first thing about understanding when God prunes us is that it's the fruit-bearing branches that are pruned. The dead ones are cast into the fire. It's those that are already fruitful, and that should eliminate a lot of the, well, why me? Because you're fruit-bearing. It's a compliment, you know, opposite of what we expect. It's because we're bearing fruit that he's pruning it. When you feel the cutting away by God of some things in your life, it hurts, and you may feel bitter and angry at the punishment. Yet Elizabeth will explain today that God only prunes fruit-bearing believers. He will cut away things that are stunting your spiritual health. He desires all believers to mature and live the life that's best for you. Now let's join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as they continue their message, Pruning. So, uh, understanding people. First, loving God is inseparable from loving His people. Number two, we are by nature, our fallen nature, we're takers rather than givers. And then third, we naturally take the path of least resistance. We like the easy way. And, and God didn't make us that way. It, it's something that the curse did to us. You know, it's the, it's the fall that, that makes us that way. We were designed by God to enjoy hard work, um, not to indulge laziness. But our fallen nature focuses more on the desire for leisure and luxury than on the eventual rewards of diligence. Genesis 2.15 says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. That was and is God's plan for humanity. That's not something that has changed. But there was no stress in the beginning. That's the thing that, that, that we sometimes fail to understand. Yes, there was hard work, but there was, no, there was no stress in the hard work. It was the kind of pleasure that I see glimpses of in, in, in my daddy's face. You know, my, my dad's 88, um, 88 years old, still loves working out in the garden. He spends hours working out in, in his little Garden, and you know, I honestly don't know which he loves more the actual work of tending and keeping the garden or, or the satisfaction of the harvest and bringing in all the vegetables and, and all of that kind of thing. And he's, I mean, he, his dad loves gardening, he's, he's so beautiful to watch him out there. But even for him, like, even for him, their frustrations, even the best days in the best garden are tainted by the curse, you know? And it's because, I mean, that happened in Genesis 3, verses 17 through 19, and it matters when we talk about pruning. When God said to Adam, 
because you have heeded the voice of your wife and you have eaten from the tree which I commanded you saying you shall not eat it cursed is the ground for your sake in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the herb of the field in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread then you return till you return to the ground for of it you were taken and for dust you are and to dust you shall return and that came as part of the curse that there were thorns and thistles and we're always wondering some of the insects were that part of the curse or not and I, I don't know. I don't know if, they, if Adam, when he was pruning, if, if that was part of his gardening before the curse or if that came later. I really don't know. We're not told. But I do know that when God prunes us, it is to cut away effects of the curse. In us, it is that, such as disobedience, stress, selfishness, insecurity, rejection, whatever, whatever it is that he's cutting at. We know that because we're reacting when he cuts it. And that brings us then to, to really the main focus in John 15, where Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. So the first thing about understanding when God prunes us is that it's the fruit-bearing branches that are pruned. The dead ones are cast into the fire. It's those that are already fruitful, and that should eliminate a lot of the, well, why me? Because you're fruit-bearing. It's a complement, you know, opposite of what we expect. It's because we're bearing fruit that he's pruning it. So Beth Moore, one of my favorite authors, she wrote a book called Chasing Vines. The whole book is about John 15. And um, I'll just quote some of what she says about it because she researched it. But she says, growing can look a lot like shrinking. Sometimes you may not have the faintest clue. God is busily making you more productive because what seems far clearer is that he's intent on killing you. You'd think a branch would know whether or not it was bearing good fruit, but the branch deciphers good in terms of quantity alone. To the branch, the heavier the grapes, the better the harvest. But that is not how the vine dresser sees it. The vine dresser has a name for dealing with the discrepancy between quality and quantity. And I, I think that's worth repeating. The discrepancy between quantity and quality is pruning. And then she says, nothing is more painful to the branch than pruning, but nothing is more irresponsible for the vine dresser than avoiding it. It must be done. Yeah, and it's true. It's true for grapevines. It's true for fruit trees. I remember probably ten or twelve years ago, our avocado trees that they looked like they were dying, and I didn't. I didn't know what to do, so um, I called a tree expert to come and take a look at them and tell me what they needed. And he said, "Oh, they just." You need to fertilize your yard, but the trees just the trees need to be pruned. And 
and that's all he did. And when he finished, I thought he might very well have killed the trees because he had he cut them back so much. But then the following year, they bore more avocados than I'd ever seen on those trees. So again, understanding pruning, only fruit-bearing branches are pruned. Number two, pruning hurts. It is a painful process. You know, like we toss around words sometimes like brokenness, vulnerability, and it sounds super spiritual, but it doesn't feel necessarily all that spiritual when it's, when it's happening. Pruning can feel like sleepless nights when, when your personal resources are, are, are running low or, or the deep pain and grief that we experience when um, someone that we, that we care deeply about dies. It can feel like the, the shame we experience when a character flaw gets publicly exposed. And it can feel like fear, you know, the, 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 when, when he puts his finger on a, on a particular area of unbelief, you know, the fear of what's going to happen next. You know, e each one of us has our own version of this. So the question is, in, in your life right now, where are you being pruned by God? And what does it feel like for you? You know, there's a classic Christian book that I ran across again recently. Um, if you've never read it, I would encourage you to get a copy. I got it on Kindle. I'm sure I've got a paperback buried somewhere in multiple somewhere children's in the versions trunks. And, but yeah, the, the, awesome. the, the name of the book is Hind's Feet on High Places and um, written by Hannah Hennard. And she, she was a missionary. Um, but in that little book, she writes that the good shepherd sends his two very best guides to assist the main character. Her, her name is Much Afraid. And he has called her to come with him to, to journey up the mountain to the high places. But she's crippled. That's all we have time for today on Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. We're so glad you joined us, and we hope you'll be back next Friday at this same time. Each time you tune in, you'll hear from God's Word, learn what His heart is for you and your brothers and sisters in Christ, and how you can put His love into practice in your community. You'll hear from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth and other exciting guest speakers as we navigate the reality of the church in this modern world. If you'd like to listen to additional Community Night teachings, visit MainThingRadio.com today. You'll find our archive of these messages, as well as the Monday through Thursday verse-by-verse -verse teachings from Pastor Robert. You'll also be able to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Do you live in Miami Beach? If so, we'd love to see you this Sunday at Calvary, Miami Beach. Join us at 9am, 11am or at 1pm for worship and Bible study with Pastor Robert. 
We're also live streaming all of our services on our church website and Facebook Live. Find out more at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to the church website. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.